Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. We've been reflecting on Kobe Bryant the entire day here on Score North, and we've just we've had phone lines open listening to your stories, and you know, you and I are of slightly different generations, Judd, but I, I grew up in the Kobe Bryant era. And uh, a lot of people listening grew up in that era. Our next guest here, Bobby Marks, spent 20 years working in NBA front offices, and now he's the NBA front office insider for ESPN. You've heard him on Doogie's Scoop podcast here on Score North a number of times. And, Bobby, first of all, thank you so much for joining us on just a super tough day for the NBA, uh, just the NBA universe. And your first scouting assignment as we saw from your Twitter account today, was actually, this is 1996. All right, Bobby, your first scouting assignment ever, and you're going to check out a 17-year-old Kobe Bryant, and we would love to hear that story. Well, as I said, and thanks for having me on, it was a lot different back in the 90s than it is now. We, uh, Teams just did not implore many scouts then. I think we had three in New Jersey, and they were basically regional. But, yeah, I mean, I I worked for Willis Reese, Hall of Famer, he was a GM, and I was about a year hired in uh, in New Jersey, coming off an internship. And yeah, I was my took the train down to Philadelphia. He, um, we subscribed to a um, you know scouting service, and there was a kid named Kobe Bryant on this service that we we kept on seeing, and um, went down to Philadelphia and, and saw him uh, saw him play in a high school game, and, and came back and and told Willis, you know, like this kid this kid's got a chance, and uh, you know. I played football in college, you know, I mean, who am I to tell the, you know, Willis Reed about some high school kid. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, um, you know, we had scouting evaluations. It wasn't the computer, the computer generation. It was all handwritten and filled out a handwritten report. And, um, you know, we wound up bringing him in, you know, the following June, you know, when, during that draft, you know, about three times, three or four times. And, um, you know, it was just, you could tell right off the bat. And it's a lot different nowadays where you have draft pack, draft press books going against each other or going against the air. Um, back then in the nineties, you know, you were allowed to have, um, your uh, draft prospects work out against your own players. Wow. So, you know, we had, um, Kobe came in and he worked out against Ed O'Bannon and Colored Reeves, you know, guys who were somewhat established, you know, Ed, Ed had, you know, come off a of player of the year at UCLA and really, you know, put a number on these guys. And, um, you could just kind of tell right there. And, you know, remember, you know, Garnett had come into the league as a high school player, but there wasn't really a wing, um, you know, out there, uh, coming out of high school. So you didn't really know. Um, and we brought him in, you know, two or three, three times, I think. Um, 
And, you know, we didn't pick him. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was the, uh, that's the beauty of it all is that we had a rookie head coach and John Calipari. And as I said, wings, you know, we're not a premium when it comes to high school. And we had, we had a good player in Kobe Bryant, but I mean, in uh, Terry Kittles, but we, um, you know, we know what the legacy of, uh, of Kobe is right now. What struck you about his game as you scouted him and watched him? Were there immediate things for his age and being a high school kid that struck you as being special, Bobby? Yeah, I mean, his composure. I mean, he wasn't a typical. I mean, remember when he got drafted, he was only 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, his composure, his length, uh, you know, he certainly filled out when he was in, in the league. Uh, how smooth he was um, to be able to play a two-way, a two-way player. Um, you know, everything stood out. I mean, it was just that it was just kind of that he had that look in him. You know, he tried to resemble, uh, resemble his game like Michael Jordan. And, you know, we, we, I saw up close what Jordan was. And no, he wasn't at that level. But you could tell that there was the makings of it. And, you know, three or four later, three or four years later, he's winning an NBA championship. And, I, and I, I've said this before is that, you know, the following year we brought in Tracy McGrady um, for a workout, too. And, um, you know, Tracy's a Hall of Famer and Tracy's a heck of a player. But the, the, the workouts weren't even compara- comparable. I mean, this is how good this guy was. And um, so that's kind of my, you know, my Kobe Bryant story is that, you know, going down to see him and, you know, you know, work, watching him in person and then bringing him in for, for multiple workouts. And then I wish I had some of those old reports and, you know, those tapes from that workout and stuff because that's something, uh, something special. Yeah. So, Bobby, what, you know, what I think we all thought as fans, you know, you more on the inside and even the players that, we all kind of took for granted that Kobe Bryant is an indestructible force and machine, and he's probably going to be 85 or 90 years old. You know, he's going to be just like Bill Russell, just going to be around forever, and you're going to have this icon. Now that he's not, how do you think it impacts the league? How do you think, you know, what, what do you think the ripple effects are here? Well, I don't think we've ever seen something like this, at least from the, um, you know, the NBA standpoint. Um, and it was surreal. You know, yesterday around, um, 115, we had gotten an email from our news desk, um, basically that there was TMZ was reporting this and, you know, basically sit tight and not report until it was finalized. And it was like, you know, that you would think, you know, at first it was not true. And then when you, and then at night when you're watching the news and you're seeing in the, in the bottom right hand corner, it, it's a surreal moment here. And, you know, we saw, only saw the tributes. I just hope that, and you guys know this with death that, you know, after a week we kind of forgot, we forget and we move on to the next thing. Um, I just hope that his legacy lives in, and it's more with the younger generation, right? The older generation kind of grew up watching him, but I think, and I'm not talking about the Donovan Mitchells of the world or Carl Anthony Towns. I'm talking about, you know, the kids I coach in basketball, fifth and sixth graders. And uh, I had a nice talk with them before we practiced tonight and just explaining, you know, what kind of impact he had. And I said, you know, go on YouTube, watch, you know, how he played. And, you know, he wasn't the Kobe that you saw and, you know, how he ended his career, you know, certainly hobbled there. But, you know, that, that stretch in the late 90s, 2000 was as good as ever. So, I just hope we don't forget about him. I don't think we will, but you know how it goes that, well, you know, a year from now that, you know, we kind of move on to something else. Right, exactly. So how how special do you think, outside of his um, freakish and, and great ability, how special do you think his competitive spirit was, too, though? Because, you know, you look at Jordan, Kobe, there's not a lot of people on this planet wired like that. Just the fact that this guy uh, took 
his abilities, but combine them with a, a such a ferocious desire to win and kick the opponent's butt. Well, you're right. I mean, and, and you remember watching Jordan play. You know, it, it felt like every time Michael had the ball was that it was going in, you know, yep. and that you never felt a lead was safe. Um, and certainly watching Kobe, you could say that you, you can say the same thing. I mean, we, I mean, we had an up close view of him in 02 in the finals and we wound up getting swept. I mean, certainly Shaq was dominant, but, um, you know, he, he was as good as, you know, as anyone in that series. So I, I think that's kind of the, the dominance as far as when you have that fear of a player, the ability that you think every time he touches it, it's going in, um, the ability to make your teammates better. And that was a, you know, that was a Laker team that, you know, they had a lot of good role players. You know, it was him and, and, um, and Shaq, but you had, you know, you had Rick Fox and uh, Devin George, guys like that, um, Derek Fisher. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, a you know, a, a, you know, a big three level like we saw in Miami, but, um, but that's kind of, that's the fear. You know, that, those are the type of players that, you know, you fear and are, those are the great ones. Uh, Bobby, last thing for you. I'm sure you've never thought about this, but, if you guys do wind up drafting Kobe in 1996, and the way that I mean, you you built up a team that went to the finals twice in a row, coming out of the East, you know, five years later, you ever think about how that how that roster shakes out if if Kobe is the is the one front and center? Uh, I think about it every day. Yeah, <laughs> I do. But it's funny, you know. We um, there was a lot of. I mean, it's easy. We can all play Monday morning quarterback, and a lot of the circumstances had to do with you know we had hired John Cal Power out of UMass, right? This is before Cal was Cal. He was 34 years old. Um, we took Kerry Kittles, who was a good player, you know, and he was a safe player, and Terry did a lot of things, and it was just, it was hard for, for a college coach coming into the NBA system to take, you know, take a chance on, um, to take a chance on this, this 17 year old wing out of Lower Marion High School, uh, high school. So, yeah, I think about it all the time. I actually, te- I texted with Kerry this morning just to check in on, cause I knew he was close from, you know, being at Villanova. Um, but it is what it is. You know, we all have missed, but the fun, the great, the beauty of it is that he went pick 13. <laughs> you know, he didn't go pick nine right after. So there was a bunch of, there was four other teams that kind of missed out on him too. By the way, speaking of pick 13, so I saw Chris Saka, the, the hedge fund investor who's been on Shark Tank. So Chris Saka and Kobe Bryant have, have formed a friendship in the last five years because Kobe's gotten, gotten into the investment world. And he shared a story on Twitter today, Chris Saka did that him and Kobe were kicking around names for their, they were going to have a fund that they were going to put together to invest in businesses. And Saka suggested, what about lowercase Mamba? And Kobe said, no, 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 lowercase 13. And Saka's like, well, why lowercase 13? He goes, because can you believe there were 12 you know, bleep bleeping? This is, this is like three years ago. Can you believe there's 12 bleeping teams that he'd been retired and he still thinks about that? So. Yeah, and, that, and we'll remember that draft as probably one of the greatest of all time, right? When you look at yeah. the names that came through there with Iverson and Marbury and Ray Allen, yep. and, you know, that Steve Nash, I think, was in there, Peja. I mean, that was as good as it got. Yep. That is Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, 20 years working in NBA front offices. And uh, like we said off the top of the interview, his, his first scouting assignment was to check out a 17-year-old Kobe Bryant in 1996. And we really appreciate the time today, Bobby. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank Good you. Night. All right. Uh, just, just a fun little story there from, from Bobby Marks. And you can find him on the Scoop podcast every couple months or so with Doogie. High, but... school, high school kids scare teams. KG was a big risk for, for uh, yeah. McHale and the Wolves. Big and, then, risk. and then, of course, what happened was KG works out. 
and Kobe works out, and there might have been another one, and then all of a sudden, like, Darius Miles is going to yeah. be declaring, and et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, 